Welcome back inside Riders Report, the podcast, as we are very thrilled to have our third episode of the 2021 season. I'm the Riders broadcaster, Zach Bigley, joined by Dallas Haggerty, and this has been a very fun season for the Rough Riders so far. To this point, when we were recording, Riders are 13-5 and five atop the division and atop all of the AA Central as they have been every single game throughout the course of the season. It's been a lot of fun to watch those guys play. And we have a very fun episode for you as well as we will have Scotty Angler joining us, Riders reliever. And we'll also get you some Teddy trivia, as always, and talk a little bit about the pitching staff and what they've been doing. But first and foremost, welcome to the podcast, Dallas. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit about yourself? Thank you. I appreciate it. I am a senior at Oklahoma State University. Go Pokes, majoring in <laughs> multimedia journalism. It is my third week here as an intern for the Frisco Rough Riders. Already learned a ton from Mr. Bigley. All I'm right. Looking forward to learning more as we go forward. Hey, well, we're happy to have you aboard, and this has been a lot of fun. So as, uh, as this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. We would love for you to uh, like and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. But as we go forward here, we're going to have a lot of fun interviews, hopefully with players and coaches and getting you introduced to a little bit uh, more in-depth stuff about the Rough Riders because they've been a really fun bunch on the field and off the field so far. It's that time of the podcast. In previous editions, we had David Kosadar, who is our guest host, and uh, during the Teddy trivia portion, Dallas, he was 2-0 and over the course of the first two podcasts. So as we give you this Teddy trivia question, uh, you have a lot riding on your shoulders. You a little bit nervous? Sounds like I got some big shoes to fill. Yeah, you do. All right, so here we go. It's our Teddy trivia portion of the podcast. Here is the question for today. Which of these statements about Teddy Roosevelt is false? A, he wasn't sworn in with a Bible. B, he was the first sitting president to leave the country. C, he grew up in a town of just 300 people, leading to his adventurous attitude and will to explore. Or D, he was the youngest president elected. Well, I know every president is sworn in with the Bible. Okay. So I'm going to cross that one off the false list. I'm going to go with, i got to go with the Bible one. All right. One well, we'll check in at sense. the end of the podcast <laughs> and see uh, if he is correct. Well, as mentioned earlier, we have a very fun interview for you. Scotty Angler has been brilliant for the Rough Riders out on the mound in his relief role, and we had a lot of fun chatting with him earlier this week. Let's check out that interview with Scotty Angler. Scotty, it's uh, it's a road life for you right now as you're coming from the hotel. How's the first road trip of the season going so far? Road trip, not too bad. I feel like I packed pretty well for it, which is honestly the, the biggest issue I was trying to face because I haven't done it in, you know, year and a half, two years almost. So uh, glad I got everything. I only left one thing in the last hotel. So so far, it's been a success. What'd you leave? Uh, just this water bottle that I liked a lot. It had a nice filter in it. I kind of, it was, it was a little bit pricier, but it'll be all right. I'm not going to oh. die with that. Over the course of the season, is there an over-under that you put in terms of things that are left behind through the hotels? Uh, just for me, I'm trying to keep it at about five and a half. I, I mean, I, I hope it's not too much. I mean, if, if I lose one, one thing every time, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it's under. I'm hoping it's way under. So I'll give myself a little cushion. Well, I wanted to kind of dive into your career a little bit and talk about where you've come from from a baseball perspective starting all the way back growing up in Wichita. What was it like from a baseball perspective growing up in Wichita? Um, honestly, it was just play when I can. I mean, I played summer ball, fall ball, 
winter ball, spring ball. I, the only, we didn't have like, um, I guess you could say like, uh, a school team growing up in middle school. So I was just playing as many travel ball tournaments as I can. Um, and then when I got to high school, it kind of leveled out a little more, like obviously play in the spring and then in the summer, you know, find whatever team needed someone. And I was just, all my summers, uh, were kind of looking like, you know, what's around, you know, still on the baseball side, when did you know you wanted to be a full-time pitcher? Um, Honestly, I think it was just kind of forced on me because, I mean, growing up, like all the guys here will tell you the exact same thing. They were the they were the harder throwers and like where they came from, like no one, you know, threw too slow. Um, so I was one of those guys. And I mean, I had a decent bat, but it was pretty obvious that if I wanted to keep progressing in baseball, it was going to be my arm over over my bat. Um, I wasn't too bad of an infielder. Um, I honestly do kind of miss it sometimes. So any chance I get to make a play off the mound, I, I get pretty excited about it. So um, that was probably about sophomore, junior year of high school when I kind of just made a decision like, all right, it's, it's time to kind of be a pitcher now. And then Cali Community College came calling. What was the decision like to go to Cali? Um, it was easy, man. I mean, I had, I knew a lot of guys that went there and I heard nothing but great things. Um, and you know, it was like, it was pretty comfortable when I was there. It was uh, about an hour trip from home. Um, it was just, it was just right there. I mean, I guess you could say like the stars aligned or whatever, but it really just felt like the right decision, like through and through with other colleges that were contacting me. It was just like, yeah, but like I was kind of going back and forth, like playing ping pong, you know, certain um, not issues, but circumstances that I would have to do or go through. And uh, Cali just ended up checking all the boxes for me. What was it like playing baseball there? Dude, it was a blast. I mean, Juco, I don't know if they get a bad rep anymore, but. That, I mean, it was like, it was one of the most fun experiences of my life. I'll never forget those guys and those coaches. Like, that's where uh, it, I kind of like locked it into my head where it was like, all right, I need to have a work ethic. But also like those guys know how to have fun. And it, I mean, it was a blast. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Do you remember what it was like getting drafted by the Rangers and where you were? I do. I do. I remember exactly. It was, uh, we were at my neighbor's house near the uh we're like two doors down from the house that I grew up in and uh, I had met with the scout uh, a few days before it and so I kind of knew that it was coming I just obviously didn't know when um but I still watched the first and second days of the draft just for like maybe a chance like I'll, I'll sign for slot and it'll be like you know fourth round or something like that but I ended up going in the 16th um, which was still very awesome. I'm, I'm very happy about that. But I got the call from Stosh and like, it's so funny, like knowing Stosh now and knowing Stosh then, um, just like what I'm, what I was getting myself into. I had, I had no idea. I was just excited to be able to keep playing baseball, man. I mean, I was ready. When you said you have no idea what you were getting yourself into, what were some of the big surprises that you didn't expect? Um... 
the biggest one, man, is just if you're not completely devoted to this, like you're not gonna you're not gonna make it very far. Like this is a like 24 7 100% job and it's it's it, i mean it'll get to you don't get me wrong but if you if you keep your nose down and you keep trudging along like it'll 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 pay off and if it doesn't pay off in baseball the stuff that you learned from playing baseball will help you in your life now when your first taste of pro ball didn't last very long unfortunately is you had tommy john surgery almost right away uh, yep. what was, what were the emotions that came over you when you knew you, it was time to, to get Tommy John? Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I broke down. I cried pretty hard. I mean, I was ready to, you know, I was going home. It literally happened on the very last game of the season. And, um, we already had our flights. We even had the day game moved up from like two or three o'clock something like that to 10 so everyone could get out and go home. Um, you know, it was first time away from the family for a while, so I was ready to go back home. And I was pitching, and then it just happened. I didn't know what it was, but I knew it wasn't good. And then I tried throwing a couple more pitches, just wasn't it. And I was really just confused and anxious. And um, I... Got, I got with the trainers, and then, like, I think a week later, they sent me to um, Dallas to have the MRI. And then once the doctor came in, he – I mean, everyone will tell you this. It's kind of funny, like, thinking about it now, but he comes in with the this little elbow um, structure, and he's like, all right, so right – and, like, we always talk about it now. Meister always brings that in, and we joke around about it, but um, – like that was when we knew we were like, oh man, this is bad. But um, so when that happened, I, I called my dad and then called my agent at the time and told him. And like after I got off the phone, I just like broke down in tears. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what that meant for my career. Didn't know what that meant for, you know, the next day or so. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but they gave me the option and I decided to go with the surgery because. I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about Rangers rehab. Like, there's a lot of guys coming out of there that are better off when they went in. So, and when I made that decision, I was pretty confident in it. And now I'm glad I did. Coming out of the surgery, what was your level of comfort throwing versus right before, uh, knowing that you're, you're coming back and trying to work your way in? Honestly, my level of comfort, it was, it was, it was good. I was, I mean, I was still nervous. Don't get me wrong. I didn't know how it was going to go. Um, but honestly, after I threw that first one, that first throw at, you know, whatever distance I was at, I was like, I, I, I pretty much blacked out after that. I was like, all right, I'm right, right where I'm right where I need to be. So everything leading up to that point was very nerve wracking, but once I started throwing again, I was like, all right, this is it. What are some of the things you've improved most on since breaking into pro ball and then even after the surgery and coming back to where you are right now with the Rough Riders? Um, work ethic, man. I mean, before before I got hurt, I mean, I was, I was pretty average in the weight room. I, you know, I, I would never really, like, cut sets or cut reps like I would, I would always do my work but it wasn't like a main focal point 
And then kind of once I got into rehab, I was, I mean, that's all you can do for six months is, just, you know, work out and take care of your body. So just from that point, it was like, all right, off the field, all I'm worried about is like what I can do in the weight room. And when on the field, I'm going to worry about baseball. And as that kind of progressed, I've increased my knowledge about the weight room and everything that goes around it. So weightlifting, nutrition, sleep, and hydration, like all those things are completely, completely a 180 from the time I got drafted. Like it's like I was talking to you about the water bottle that I lost. I was like, I was like crushed about it because I was I I need that. Like I want my I want my water, man. I need it. And so I had to go buy another one. But it's just, it's kind of like those things that like make me go to the extremes that I do now. Um, and I think that's helped my career along quite a ways. What led you to make those life decisions and, and really, you know, in, improving in the weight room and, and all the nutrition and that sort of thing? Is that something the Rangers have, have talked to you about or something you did yourself? Well, they talked to me like they kind of guided me along, but I was the one that had to put the work into it. And it was like, you know, I don't really have a reason not to try my absolute hardest. I think that's what it came down to was like, I have my reasons for trying, like giving it my all, like, I, I want to help up my family as much as possible, you know, make a name for myself, all that. But like, there wasn't really anything that was holding me back besides myself. So I was like, all right, I might as well give it my all and see what my highest potential is. On the fun side of things a little bit, you're, you're known as a guy who likes to keep it loose. And obviously the work ethic is there as well. But how important is that in a long minor league season to, to balance having fun in the clubhouse and then obviously get your work done as well? Dude, it's uh, I mean, it's a grind. No one really talks about like the like the what are you doing, like in between workouts and in between BP and in between like uh, in between the game. Like you got to keep yourself interested, man. And there I mean, you know, there's usually a couple clowns on the team and we got we got to I'm do. I'm not the only one for sure. But yeah, I try to keep it loose for myself because I got to keep myself sane because if you're just go 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 100% of the time like you're going to be getting back in that hotel room and you're going to be like you're going to be a zombie man I mean you gotta you gotta be able to be loose so that way at the end of the day you've had like a complete day from being serious to joking around to just hanging out and I I mean I do it a lot for myself but I do also do it a lot for the other guys because I know like this isn't easy. And, you know, if I can make a clown out of myself to help someone like get through this round of BP or get through, you know, this, um, uh, whatever it is like this, this lift, if I'm like, Hey man, let's just, let's just kick back, have a laugh and then get back after it. Like that's exactly what I'll do. Now, also the mustaches have become uh, kind of an, an epidemic spreading throughout the team. You have one that Tyler Phillips. There are a lot of different guys here. Where did that start and what's kind of the backstory with that? To be honest, I don't know where it started. At. I kind of just I had one, I think, February when so the Rangers have a lab and at the uh, Arizona complex. And I kind of just shaved it in one day and I thought it was I thought it was kind of funny. And then. Some people were like 
saying, dude, that looks bad. And then other people were giving me compliments and I was like, I'm just going to ride this out see what happens. And then, um, another guy that's a big stash guy is Jason Barr. So he's with the, uh, he's with round rock right now. But, um, I was like, I, I kind of got on the train cause he kind of brought it into, and then it was kind of just a domino effect, man. I mean, Bremer got one, Phillips got one. When his is getting there, it's not there yet, but he'll be all right. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, who's going to get one next at this point? You know, I keep trying to get, um, I keep trying to get Bass to get one. Uh, I think he'd look awesome one. He could probably grow a mean one that goes down to the uh, nice handlebar mustache. I think yeah. it'd, look, it'd look dirty. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just kind of, it's just kind of caught on. No real rhyme or reason. <laughs> He's Scott Angler, a uh, reliever for the Rough Riders. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Welcome back inside Riders Report, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Scotty as he was awesome. Uh, what a great guy and uh, really excited to have him aboard this year. He has been part of a very good pitching staff for the Rough Riders this season. And to this point in the year, as we're recording this, the Rough Riders have just allowed four runs as starters over their last 45 and two-thirds innings. That's over 12 games. And when you have a starting staff like this, and quite frankly, a bullpen as well, that can put up those kind of numbers, that puts you in a pretty good spot to win a lot of games. And that's certainly been the case. Overall, this has been a team that not only has been really fun to watch on the pitching side of things, but they've been efficient and they've stayed healthy for the most part as well. Tim Brennan, the only guy uh, along with Alex Spees who have gone down in injuries. Tim Brennan, the only starter, Alex Spees, a reliever, but overall pretty healthy so far for the Rough Riders. So a lot of things to be really excited about, and with the Texas Rangers farm system, you look at this bunch of guys, a lot of them who were in high A down east in 2019, now up here in double A Frisco, and they had uh, a lot of success in 2019, and they're certainly having similar success here to start the year in 2021. So it's been a lot of fun to watch these guys. It's that time of the podcast where we get you the answer to the trivia question. We had uh, Dallas Haggerty put on the spot here for the first time this year, and uh, we'll read you the question here once again. Which of these statements about Teddy Roosevelt is false? A, he wasn't sworn in with a Bible. B, he was the first sitting president to leave the country. C, he grew up in a town of about 300 people, leading to his adventurous attitude and will to explore. Or D, he was the youngest president elected. Dallas, you said A, he wasn't sworn in with a Bible. That is false. So, well, you are wrong, I should say. <laughs> the, uh, it is true, he wasn't sworn in with a Bible. Really? Yes, the, the incorrect one there is that uh, he grew up in a town of 300 people. He was actually born in New York. So he, uh, he grew up in a very big town, but he wasn't sworn in on a Bible. He was the first sitting president to leave the country, and he was the youngest president elected when he was elected. Wow, you learn something new every day. Hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's, uh, it's Teddy Roosevelt trivia here on Riders Report, the podcast. That's going to do it for our third podcast episode of the year. It's been a lot of fun putting these together, and we hope you stick around as we'll be putting these out once a month, and hopefully we'll get a few more players on there uh, when we open things back up and we're able to get a little bit more access and 
get you uh, some information on these guys that you didn't know before and have them tell some fun stories because we certainly have a lot of wonderful stories here on this 2021 Riders team. As always, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast. And make sure you come out to a game. They've been really fun so far. It's one of the best teams in minor league baseball on the mound and quite frankly, one of the best teams overall in minor league baseball. So we'd love to have you out here at Riders Field. You can head to ridersbaseball.com to get your tickets, or you can always call over the phones at 972-334-1993. We hope to see you out here, but until then, for Dallas Haggerty, my name is Zach Bigley. This has been Episode 3 of Riders Report, the podcast.